It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Jalen Brown is back. The Boston Celtics are getting him at exactly the right time. We're going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Celtics is free. It's available on all platforms and it's on YouTube. You can watch the show if you'd like. You can see me in my Star Wars shirt today. And uh, every episode's on LockdownCeltics.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Jalen Brown is back. He is available against the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday. Thank the basketball gods. He's finally back. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute here. In the second segment, I'll get into some of the the end of the road trip against the Phoenix Suns, which was a big pileup. And in the third one, just a, there's a lot of talk about who these guys are. What, what are the Celtics, which is a conversation that's just been kind of ongoing the whole time. But a lot of people are talking about this. This is just who they are. And, and they need a shakeup. And nothing drives me crazy quite like the, well, they need a shakeup uh, just for the sake of shaking things up. I'll get more into that in the third segment. But let's just start with Jalen Brown, who uh, on Sunday talked to the media. Emi Adoka talked to the media after the Celtics Sunday morning practice. Jalen Brown is coming back. He'll be available for Monday. I guess there exists some outside possibility that something could go wrong, but he seems healthy. He seems fine. They, They said his he's not having that lingering tightness that was that he was having the first time around. And I think, well, I mean, uh, when when Emi Adoka, I'll start there. When Emi Adoka was first asked about this, was was Jalen Brown brought back too soon? He's like, eh, no, I don't think so. And Jalen Brown in you know on Sunday morning was like, well, maybe. And yeah, like yeah, you were brought back too soon. Like that, that's just something that's been made clear. They were he was brought back a little too soon. I understand what they were trying to do. Um, they may have said, look, he's not going to do more damage to the hamstring he can work through this. It's just going to be some soreness and some tightness, but it's, it shouldn't impact his game. It did. And so after that Philly game, remember I was saying, I was right here on the podcast saying, I don't think it's a matter of if he'll be out, it's for how long he will be out. And he missed the entire road trip, which sucked. And and I don't know if there was any good time to, to bring him back, but the bottom line is if he was still experiencing tightness in the back of his, his leg and in that hamstring, there, there should be questions about, okay, why was he handled in this way? Why was Jalen Brown 
handled the way he was handled? What, what was the difference? Why the change of approach? And it, you know, that's the, the conversation behind Jalen is going to be ongoing. And it's something that I hope to be able to ask, you know, you, you try to ask questions in the limited time you have with the coach um, uh, through zoom, but uh, you know, we'll try our best. And so I'm going to have to come back and out. Like, why was the training staff okay with bringing him back before? And it, you waited until that wasn't the case now. I mean, it, it could simply be a case of, we thought it was going to be okay. And it turned out it wasn't, and it didn't heal the way we thought it would. That's probably something along the lines of what they're going to say. But the questions about whether Jalen was, was brought back too soon Jalen answered that. Yeah, I, I came back a little too soon, uh, which is kind of, you know, he he said before when he was trying to come back, the first time he sat down in front of us and said, uh, yeah, I, I feel good. He said, I don't want to come back and have to sit out more games. And he did come back and then sit out more games. This time they swear no more tightness, no more lingering anything. He's 100%. No soreness. Uh, his burst is back. He's explosive again, and so on and so forth. So that's part one of, of what Jalen uh, is, is giving the team. Like he, He's back. He's healthy. And the one thing that we're going to watch for here is, is he truly, honestly healthy enough? Is he going to be grabbing back of that right leg like he did against Philly, or is he going to just be Jalen? Uh, I assume that he's going to have some limitations. I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent like health, uh, wind wise. His cardio is going to be off. He was, he hasn't played NBA basketball in two weeks. So I think he's going to get gassed. So he's still not a hundred percent Jalen Brown, but if, if they, if we're going to take them at their word and say that he's not experiencing any more tightness, then that's something that will just, the next step is the getting that wind up. So they say they expect him to play about 30 minutes. It's not that far off his, his normal output. So I think that's going to be uh, really obviously helpful, not just that he is back and you need Jalen Brown to be back. It pushes Dennis Schroeder back to the bench, which I think is a big deal. I think we're going to see not just Jalen Brown come back and make a difference. I think we're going to see Marcus Smart settle back down. That Phoenix game, and I'll talk about that in the second segment, was a, a terrible offensive game from Marcus Smart. Just the offense, the last two games of the road trip, he took, I think, 10 three-pointers. Nine of them were above the break, which is absolutely no good. Absolute garbage shot profile for Marcus Smart. And you can't, you can't keep going like that. And, and this alone is going to help fix that. I, I'd be very curious to see by the end of the week, the next three games, Milwaukee, then three days off Golden State, and then New York on the back-to-back all at home, what Marcus Smart's shot profile is going to be with Jalen back in the lineup. Because I'm going to say that the next 12 or 10 three-pointers that he takes, I'm going to bet that more than one come from the corner. That's just my guess um, based on what I've seen. The other thing about Jalen that he did say, and this is super interesting to me, they have taken a big, deep look at his running style and how he trains and how he, what muscles he's training and, and all of that stuff uh, because he said it himself. I'm an explosive guy, and I can, I can cover for certain things. When you're that explosive, uh, I assume, <laughs> it's not 
I, you know, I was okay, but <laughs> was um, not exactly close to Jalen Brown. Uh, when you're that explosive, I assume that yes, you can cover for things when something's a little off, all the other muscles in your legs can kind of be like, yeah, you know what? We got you. Uh, and what they need to do is make sure they're all firing at the same time, the proper way. And it's amazing to me when I see the technology that they have, these things that behind the tunnel, uh, when the guys come off after warmups, they have this like pad, this, I don't know what it, it looks like a big foam pad with metal plates on the top that guys jump up and down. Like they measure the jump. And I guess they compare it. It's a way to, to measure fatigue in a player and, and all. So they have all of this stuff to really drill down the finest, finest points of a player, their fatigue and all of that other stuff. So I, I'm hoping that with Jalen, he's had multiple right hamstring strains that have cost him time. Hopefully this is the last one and it's not part of a, continuing process, right? One is just an injury. You NBA players, basketball players pull hamstrings all the time. Two, huh, coincidence. That was a, was a right hamstring before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Okay, well, we'll just watch that. Third one, trend, absolute problem now. It's the same thing. You know it keeps happening. Hopefully, they've pinpointed that through all of their testing and all that other stuff, and that is enough to catch the the root of the problem and not just be like, oh, hamstring feels good, go out there and play, and then have it happen again. You don't want to have a chronic issue. So Jalen's coming back, and he's going to shift some of the lineups. I think I, I think some things might just snap into place a little bit after the Phoenix game, which I'm going to talk about next. Emay talked about getting some of these lineups and taking a good hard look after 25 games a sample size enough to figure out what combinations are going to be uh, playable and not playable. So I'll talk more about that in the Phoenix game next. Uh, first, I've got to tell you about DirecTV Stream. I know this sounds familiar to you. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got the highlights on your phone. You've got a login from somebody else to watch the good stuff. Well, there's a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I know you've seen the ads for this all over the place on TV with Serena Williams. There's no more juggling remotes with this. No need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make your second listen one of the opponent podcasts, Locked On Suns, to get the reaction to that loss to the Suns. Locked On Bucks to see what they're thinking ahead of facing the Celtics. It's great. Every team is represented. 
They all do a fantastic job. So whenever the Celtics are playing a team or have played a team and you want to get a sense of what the other side is saying, check out that Locked On podcast. It's wherever you get your podcast. Most of them are on YouTube. If they're not on YouTube, they will be soon. The Boston Celtics lost to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, was it 111-90? to 90? And it was, it was not even that close, it felt like. Uh, the Celtics, once again, uh, falling behind in the second quarter, which was a kind of a, a new uh, – it's like a new thing that they're doing now. They're, they're, they've kind of fixed some of their first quarter issues, and then they end up in the second quarter just downhill, like just terrible, right? It, it, and, and against the Milwaukee I – mean, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns, I thought the Celtics – came out fine. They came out in the first quarter. Uh, they played that quarter pretty close. It was 25-24, and they did give away some opportunities there. They could have been up. The second quarter, they lost 32-15. to They won the third quarter 30-27, to and so that tells you that they have a, you know, the capability of stepping up, but that second quarter was, was a disaster. And I think what, one of the things that happened in the second quarter was Phoenix came out and and went on their big, like they asserted themselves, right? They do, you know, they're the Phoenix Suns. They were, they didn't have Devin Booker. They didn't have DeAndre Ayton, but they're still the Phoenix Suns. A ton of continuity with their players and, and continuity, continuity with the head coach. You compare that to the Celtics and there's less of that. And you can see part of why there's such an issue with the Celtics. That's certainly one of the issues that they're facing. The Celtics, when the Suns, scored and they asserted themselves in the second quarter. I saw a lot of the Celtics trying to, to answer rather than just play basketball. And the difference is when you come down with the ball and you're trying to answer the, the other team, you run into quick shots, much more isolation, that home run type of shot or, or the home run type of approach. Uh, I think we saw quicker shots. They, they just wanted to... It's almost as if they didn't want the run to take off, and then they did things that allowed the run to take off. And so that second quarter was a lot of Phoenix just doing what they do best, and the Celtics trying to answer those shots with poor offense. And and one of the things that I think happened to the Celtics over the course of this trip, it's almost like the best thing that happened is the worst thing that happened. And the best thing that happened to the Celtics was they put up 130 points against the uh, Utah Jazz and they put up, was it 147 against the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, they put up a ton of points early on. And that's like, hey, great. Well, the defense has been pretty good. You know, the Utah game notwithstanding, it, the, the Jazz put up a, a historic level of shooting that day. So like, all right, whatever, like the Celtics were in that game and it took, you know, um, Mike Conley and uh, Donovan Mitchell just hit ridiculous threes. Like they were just in such a zone. The Celtics had that game. They were, the potential was there to win that game and just ridiculous shots. And so they were, they were fine. Defense was fine. Uh, but it, it did certainly, they started to slip a little bit. And I think the Celtics said, hey, our offense is back. And then once the offense came back, they were like, well, we're now an offensive first team. 
You know, like they, they were ready. They all of the defense, all the defensive work that they did. They were like, okay, that's enough of that. Thank you very much. Now we're scoring 130 and 140 points. We're just going to do that. That's so much more fun than the defense. We're just going to do that part now. And the Celtics went one and four over the course of the road trip. They were the fifth best offense as far as scoring per 100 possessions, fifth in the league. And they were the fourth worst defense in the league. And they went one and four. When you flip it and their, their offense was okay and their defense was elite, they were winning games or at least winning more games. So the Suns certainly, I think, more so than the, like, the, the Clippers lured the Celtics into a style of play that I think they knew, like, hey, if we do this, we're just going to suck the Celtics into this ISO style and they baited the Celtics and the Celtics took the bait. I think the Suns just said, you know what? We're Phoenix. We're going to do what we do. You do whatever you want to do. Eh, whatever. We'll see how it goes. And it didn't go well because the Celtics didn't, didn't know how to answer. They wanted to answer, but they haven't been playing this offense. Like their shots were falling and Jason Tatum, his shot was falling uh, over the course of the road trip, but it wasn't necessarily falling uh, against the Phoenix Suns. His finish, uh, 10 of 25, 40%, one of seven uh, from three, three of six from the line, seven rebounds, three assists, a block, four turnovers. Uh, 24 points in the game was a minus nine. That was the Jason Tatum of, you know, prior to his, his recent offensive explosion. This is the Jason Tatum that we saw for most of November and October. And you just, you just see it. You just see it out there that when the Celtics aren't focused on doing the things that they do right, they, they do a lot of things wrong. And so that brings me to who these guys are and in this conversation that's been going on and we've t- tried to talk about it here a little bit. We've tried to talk about the who are these guys and what do the Celtics need to do and all of these calls for shakeups and all that stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get to the core of why this thing needs to work now and why the Celtics are approaching this the way they are. That's coming up next. First, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar, which you know I love. I have one almost every day, especially after workouts. It's my favorite time to have one because it's low calorie, low sugar, low net carbs, low fat, high protein. Great for after a workout because uh, it's going to give you the things your body wants, but it's not going to kill like your cardio or anything like that. But you know what it is also? It's delicious. Tastes like a candy bar. People love it uh, just to have it. Just not for all of the technical reasons that I, it's just good people like it. So why not grab some and use them as stocking stuffers, right? People like to put candy in stockings or no, get people their built bars as stocking stuffers, throw, get two or three boxes and throw two or three different flavors in the stockings. Boom. That's done. Uh, and if people don't know what they're doing, uh, or what they're tasting, they're going to know pretty quickly that these are awesome. So whatever you want to do, go to locked, uh, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. Uh, you'll get 15% off your order every time. So if you say, hey, that's a good idea, John, I'm going to go get some and you put them in 
the, the stockings and then all of a sudden you say, oh man, I'm out. Uh, go back, use the lock, lock 15 code again, you'll get 15% off that order too, every single time. So you wanna just cozy up with a cup of hot chocolate and dunk yours in and have it after you're done making all your rounds with the presents, do that too. Built.com, locked 15, 15% off your order of the best tasting protein bars on the market. Bet Online has you covered for all the uh, props, odds, and lines, more so than ever before. As football season continues to march towards the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to get your bonus. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, just told you about Bet Online. Why not make your second listen of the day after your first listen of Lockdown Celtics, the Lockdown Bets podcast? Your boy Q, Lee Sterling, they've got you covered. They've been on a real hot streak. Uh, I know some people who have been have, on the network have been listening to them and been making a couple of bucks. So could be worth the listen to you if you like to throw some money down on games. Uh, check out the Lockdown Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, all right, the Celtics come off this road trip. There's a lot of laziness out there on the court, off the court, in the media. Happens everywhere. Uh, the the big talking point now, I think, for people who are are you know, they want to sound, you know, they want to take these, they have these big takes is, you know, look, you get these guys got to break them up. You got to shake this thing up. It's, it's not, it's not working. It's very obvious that it's not working. So first of all, it's very obvious that it's, this is not the time. Like you're not going to sit there with Jalen Brown missing half of this, uh, half of the season so far and say, well, you, you got to break this up because you don't, you don't know what Jalen and Jason really are together. And hopefully the, combination is going to have a chance to play together enough where you can make the determination and you do not have to make a determination at the end of the season based on limited kind of information, because this is the first time that Tatum and Brown have had their, you know, it's them as one, two and no connective tissue like Kyrie or Kemba or anything like that. This is just those two. And we're figuring out what that third piece is supposed to be. This is something that I've said before in the podcast. But part of the problem here is that I think some of these takes are very much way too focused on the immediate now wins and losses, which I hate to tell you. And 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 part of me feels like I don't know if I should say this because it's the wins and losses that bring people to the podcast, but I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to misrepresent what I think is happening here. The Celtics are trying like hell this season to figure out if they can take Tatum and Brown and these guys and make them work together. And it's almost like when you like it's, it's resolution season, right? New year's new year's is coming up and everybody's like, Oh, I've been eating a little bit too much. I'm going to, I'm going to resolve to lose a few pounds. I'm going to change my habits. And so what do you do? Right. You throw out all the junk food, you throw out all the chips and all that stuff, and you go buy yourself salads and fruits and vegetables and you know lean meats and all of the stuff you're supposed to buy, right? A ton of yogurt. You switch, you switch that sugary cereal to something like 
playing, you're doing everything, right? What happens? The second you go to those, you go to the gym and you step on the scale and you're like, okay, I'm this. You work, work, work. You change, you change your habits. You're really trying hard. Two, three weeks, you've dropped like four or five pounds. You're like, whoa, yes. What do you do? You reward yourself. You say, oh, I've earned this. And what do you do? Get ice cream, chocolate, pizza, more chips. You go down that aisle in the supermarket. You go, I'm going to get some of these Jason Tatum ruffles, right? Like, yeah, I kind of want these. And you fall right back to where you were. This is exactly what the Celtics did. The Celtics worked, 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 worked. They get their offense kind of in gear. They've really tried to focus on their defense. They get a little bit of success and they go, ooh, baby, I have earned this isolation basketball. And they go out there and they play this ISO and then all of that progress goes away. You step on the scale and you go, oh, crap, I've gained a pound this month. And that's what the Celtics have done. The question here for them is the same question it is for me and you. Can you actually change your habits or do you have to do something different? The Celtics want this team to be the salad eating, you know, drink six glasses of water, you know, throw the soda away, only have a beer on the weekends type of team, right? Like that type of approach. The Celtics are like, you know what? It's Tuesday night. I had a crappy day at work. I'm ordering a large pepperoni and a six pack and we're going to town, right? This is what the Celtics are have been. It's that bad habit isolation basketball that everybody seems to know it's, eh, all right, after the game, they, they do the same thing that we do, right? After the game, they go, yeah, yeah, I know. Basically, they, when, when people like me ask them like, hey, you keep doing this. Why do you keep doing this? They go, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But they keep on doing it. And even after things change for a little bit, they revert back. Just like the diet. Sometimes it takes a couple of tries. How committed are you to doing this? How committed are you to changing this habit? And just like the diet, a month in, you don't just say, ah, I'm done, I'm out. The hope is that when you have that setback, you reset yourself, you center yourself and you say, okay, I understand what I did wrong. Okay. It's okay to reward myself every once in a while Cheat days on a diet are kind of essential. One day where you just say, okay, you know what? It's Saturday. I am going to go have a beer and some pizza. I'm going to go, you know, whatever. Like I'm going to have a day where it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm mental break. And that's okay. Same thing's okay with basketball. Yeah, it's okay, man. Some every once in a while, Tatum, you want to do that, that metronome, doom, 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 dribble. You want to do that and, and, and take a step back every once in a while. Fine. You know what? Fine. You can't cut that completely out, but cut it out like 95% of the time. The hope for the Celtics is that they can reset themselves and say, all right, we've made this mistake. We're going to get back into the gym. Okay. We're going to, we're going to get back onto that treadmill and we're going to get back down to that losing four or five pounds. Can they ultimately change their habits where they are generally doing what we're supposed to be doing? When you go out on a weekend, you feel better about getting a salad. You feel better about getting something. You're not 
soul craving the sugar or the salt or the beer or the whatever. That's what the Celtics are trying to get. This is where the Celtics are to me. If they change course and if they say, oh, forget it, we're not going to do it. To me, that's like swimming halfway across the river. That old cliche, you swim halfway across the river, say, I'm tired. And then you swim, ha- you swim back and you're like, you, you could have just kept going and made it to the other side. The Celtics, I don't know. I don't know if they are going to make this progress. I know they can. I know that Tatum is capable. I know Jalen Brown is capable. I feel like Marcus Smart is capable of filling the role that I think he can fill as a starting point guard. I know in my heart, as a basketball observer, a basketball player, once upon a time, a a person who has been in and around the sport for a significant majority of my life, I see the capability. And a lot of times what I always talk about here on this show, the way I approach how I look at this, how I look at these games, I see capability. If I see capability, then I will express this optimism. Hey, it's there. If, if they work this way, it's there. So why do I sound optimistic while other people are pessimistic? I just see this long-term thing. I think Tatum and Brown can do it. I also know that it's way too early in this diet, way too early in this habit-changing process to give up now. You cannot make the determination. Ime Udoka is challenging this team, challenging their players, challenging the best players to change long-standing habits. They had a crash over the weekend uh, or, or over the, the road trip that was bad. There's no sugarcoating that. That was bad. They had, you know, call it a relapse, call it a whatever. It was, they, they, they went back to their old habits. What do you do now? Get, get back to the salad bar, buddy. Get back to moving the ball. Get back to playing defense. Get back to communicating. All of that stuff. It's a long road. I think they can get there. But now is not the time. Now is not the time to shake this up, quote unquote. Now is the time to get back into the lab, to get there and push and get back on track. It's not going to be linear. It's not going to be all great. But get back and push. And hopefully against Milwaukee, they can play a lot better and give themselves a chance. I'll be here talking about it after the game against the Bucks. Please subscribe if you're not subscribed. If you are, or if you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, love to have you on the YouTube page. Uh, if you are a subscriber on either or both, tell your friends, tell your family, share the podcast, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.